0: Thanks for listening to the GFBC Student Ministry Podcast. Our goal through these podcasts is that you would grow your faith, build relationships, and mature as a believer in Christ. Now, here's
1: the conversation. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Pugh, uh, and just thank you all for joining in uh, today uh, and listening to this podcast. Uh, We're just wanting to send a little just encouragement, uh, hopefully some helpful advice um, that y'all can carry um, after this podcast. And so I would like to introduce our speaker. Caleb Wade
0: what's going on everybody yeah we just want to do the same thing encourage you guys Uh, I know as parents of sixth graders and and some of you seventh graders you're wondering how do I parent in this milestone and so we just want to come next to you and walk alongside and give you a little bit of advice Uh, not that we have any middle schoolers but we've just spent a uh, a number of years around middle schoolers and middle school parents and so maybe coming from that angle Mm
1: -hmm. again uh, you know thank y'all for joining in whether you're at home Uh, Whether you're in your car, whether you're in your car at home, uh, we just appreciate y'all very much. So, uh, we can go ahead and get into it. Uh, Caleb, would you like to just talk a little bit about the importance of friendships and uh, as far as, like, picking your friends?
0: Yeah, this is a season of life where I think you'll be dealing with uh, friendships at a whole new level. New friends, old friends, friends that uh, felt like... uh, um, they, they stabbed your kid in the back, you know, the friend that is bullying your kid, the friend that uh, you don't want your kid to hang out with, to, to great friends that they find, and so it's a whole new season, and I think the best way to describe it uh, um, and probably how to lead through it as a parent um, is uh, probably the same way that we lead through it on a Wednesday night here with our student ministry. We break friends up into three categories wise friends uh foolish friends and we break them up into evil friends and so we we don't break it up because we think that's unique or cool we break it up that way because uh psalms does that proverbs does that um and so we we they break it up into three categories so we do the same thing and so um, i'm sure ryan you probably had those kind of friend groups too wise friends foolish friends and evil friends absolutely and and, uh so um what we do is we try to keep it really simple Uh, wise friends Uh, Those are friends that point you to Jesus. Uh, Those are friends that um, they are uh, people that are going to um, uh, be healthy in your life. Those friends, we just say, give them more. Give them more conversations. Give them uh, more time. Give them more energy. Just give them more than you do the week before or the month before. Just give them more. Uh, When it comes to foolish friends, uh, we say uh, give those friends, give them less. Now, uh, (laughs) foolish friends are the friends that, like, you probably have a lot of stories about, uh, and those are probably going to be the friends that your parents are always the one looking at you saying, like, hey, Do not, who's over there? Are they over there? You can't go over there. You know, like the foolish friend. So you give the foolish friend less. So give them less uh, conversation. Give them less time. Give them less energy. uh, Give them less attention. So you give the foolish friend uh, less. You give the wise friend, give them more. And uh, the last category is a little trickier. We'll probably spend a little bit more time on it. But uh, that last category is the evil friend. And so uh, the evil friend, you give them nothing. You give them no time, no energy. Uh, no effort. You give them nothing. And uh, that's where it gets usually the biggest fights in a, uh, between parents and students come with the evil friend. Um, and a lot of that has to do with um, you feel like your kid is going to be the light to them. You know, like, well, you know, my kid, you know, that kid needs my kid. You know, that that kid over there needs my child to be in their life. And but they're going to bring my kid down. And uh, I kind of like to give the scenario of Jonah. And uh, if you don't know that, I encourage you to read that. But in that story, Jonah uh, is um, not doing what God's called him to do. And sure enough, the people that are around him, uh, they, he gets in a boat and those guys in the boat, the weather starts getting terrible. The boat's about to capsize and, uh, Jonah's trying to tell him, Hey guys, it's, it's me. I, it's me. And those guys, instead of throwing him overboard, the first time, first thing they say is, Hey, come on, we're going to get through this. Let's go. And you, they try to paddle through it. They try to force their way through it. And they realize if they keep doing that, they're all going to die. And so they had to do the worst thing, which is to throw Jonah overboard and let God handle them, let God deal with them, Um, because so many times as parents, we want to be Jesus, you know, but you got to let Jesus be Jesus, you know, like, you can, you can, you can be like him, and you can be, you can use his characteristics, but there's so many times, uh, you, we see so many students uh, fall to the wayside, or they, you know, uh, get off the, the, the track of, of wanting to follow Jesus and, and be around him because all of a sudden an evil friend stepped in their life. And especially when you get into social media, you know, that's a whole nother area of, of what friendship is. You know, some people are friends with people and they've never even seen them before, you know, um, and that's a whole nother
1: area. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of interesting that you mentioned uh, social media, um, you know, and friends over social media. Uh, what are some key things uh, with social media in middle schoolers?
0: Uh, you know, when it comes to social media, you're really asking people to, and, and you're saying, Hey, how do I handle social media? Is that kind of what you're asking? Yes. Okay. So, uh, social media, I feel like is going to come down to two major topics that people always point back to. And those two topics are one bullying and pornography when it comes to social media. Um, and so I guess I'll kind of talk to, to both of those. Um, how do you know when your child is being, the bully. You know, like I think it's pretty obvious when they're being bullied, um, you know, just kind of how they're acting. You can see those things. But how do you know when somebody gets on social media and they're the bully to somebody else? And uh, those are kind of red flags that are probably harder to see when it comes to social media. Um, and I think some of those things are one, just they're in a season of life where they blame everything on somebody else. Like if your kid is in sixth grade and they're constantly blaming everybody else for their mistakes that's a huge red flag that says, hey, my kid is probably on the track of being a bully. You know, that uh, that their friends, everybody they hang out with that you know of, they're all bullies. Like if they're all bullies and they're blaming everybody else for stuff, I guarantee that your child is the bully. Like, that can be on social media. Um, that can just be in general. I, I think increasing, you know, the aggressiveness of, of conversations whenever you talk to them, it just goes from zero to 100 really quick. I think these are all signs that uh, you can look at. in so, cause Social media can be a good thing, you know, but I think those are all huge signs in social media uh, that you can tell whether your kid is being a bully. Um, when it comes to... Um, uh, probably pornography when it comes to social media. Um, that's probably the number one issue that we probably deal with that and bullying when it comes to social media. I would. I remember having a small group of guys one time and asking them, how many of you um, have looked at pornography? And I think actually we'll, we'll interview some middle school students here coming up and ask that question. It's always surprising. It shouldn't be surprising, but it always is um, uh, with that. And so I would say, how do you know when – your sixth grade son or daughter um, is getting into pornography and it's through social media. Um, it's through other outlets. Like, how do you know that? And I think one is, are, do they do you allow them to have their phone in their room? Like, if you're allowing them to have their phone in the room, the TV's in the room, the computer's in the room, and it's in their room, like, you, you're just opening up the door to say, evil, you're welcome here. Like, is that, that is just where that's the, where people are going to find those areas is just, um, if your phone's in the room, the TV's in the room, the computer's in the room and you justify it, that is just a sign of like, Hey, evil, you're more than welcome here. And if anytime you find them, they're in their room with the door shut, like it's, that's a huge red flag. It says every time they're at the house, they're, they're not around people. They're never around anyone. They're always by theirself. They're always pulling away. That those are huge signs that says your child is in the middle of pornography. There, your child is is surrounded by that, and they're addicted. And usually, it's it came from something so innocent, like just scrolling through a feed. And next thing you know, man, the world just has its way of like putting, uh, you know, um, pictures and images in the most innocent places, and now all of a sudden it. Uh, I think my son the other day uh, was talking into the remote, you know, to tell it where to go on YouTube. And he typed in or he said, hey, I want to watch Dude Perfect. You know, the guys with the great shots. He said Dude Perfect. And I was sitting right there next to him and he said Dude Perfect. And uh, the the uh, search went on and it said Nude Perfect. And it just popped up images. And, you know, he he's eight. You know, like he, it was so innocent, and it just all of a sudden, like that's ruined now. And so, yeah. uh, I would just say those two areas, when it comes to social media, are two areas not to shy away from when you're trying to be a parent. You need to speak into those bullying and pornography. Those are the two biggest issues when it comes to social media. I mean, that's awesome.
1: Good sound advice. What, um, just r- real quick, just to kind of recap those two. Uh, what are some like red flags that you see? Um, and students with like their friendships?
0: Yeah, you know, um, I think anytime you look at your child's friends and you, you don't know who they are, uh, that's a that's a pretty big red sign, just get to know who they are. Um, if you don't know their parents, man, um, get to know who they are. I Like talk to your, your, your child's friends, talk to them, get to know who their parents are. Um, those are always very helpful. I think especially if uh, you're somebody who is in church and you're somebody that loves the church. And all of a sudden your kid doesn't want anything to do with church or they want to skip out on church. Or There's always something different going on besides church. I think those are huge red flags to begin to speak into. And I know sometimes, especially at that age, you think, well, I don't want to be the one having to talk to my kid all the time because, you know, when I do speak into them, I want it to count. So I'm not going to talk about everything. Well, everybody else gets to speak into anything they want to. So why can't you? You're more than what you're the parent. You, you get to speak into anything you want. And so I would encourage you to do that. And you say, well, I'll, I'll what do I say? You know, I, what do I do? Uh, Psalm 33 says that he is our help and he is our shield. And so in those moments of help of how do I parent, like he will be your help. Like Google does not have to be your help. You know, like uh, your best friends don't have to be your help. You know, the internet doesn't. I mean, Jesus Christ is your help. It says he is your shield, which means those things that uh, the flaming darts that are being shot from the evil one, Jesus Christ can be that shield that stops those darts. And if you take him out of the picture, you're just leaving your child open for being shot by the evil one. Yeah, you're leaving your child open to have no help from the the one who is the provider. So um, that's huge. And I think there's too um, uh, probably a little bit of um, of guidance for things that I've seen over the last 15 years from parents Um, some probably key elements for them to know like red flags just for a parent you know like how does the husband and wife what are some things they do that could um, be detrimental at such a young age for a child to watch and see but I don't have to get into that you know right now if we don't need to but um,
1: where you at with those yeah absolutely Um, so and then another question is as far as like how do you think Could be some ways to start up that hard conversation about talking with your kid about pornography.
0: Uh, You know, that conversation I don't think anybody finds is an easy conversation. uh, But it is one of those that uh, we try to create an atmosphere in our student ministry where you can ask any question and it shouldn't be weird. And that takes consistency and time. And so I think if you're a parent and you're consistent with conversations with them, you spend time with them, you can open up conversations. And usually conversations are weird the first time because you don't have that conversation. But the more you have that topic of conversation, the more things change and the more things that uh, you're um, it's not awkward to talk about. And so trying to create an atmosphere where you can ask or say whatever you want to say. And it's not awkward. Um, It takes consistency and it takes time.
1: Absolutely. I know one thing personally for me uh, that just changed a lot as far as opening up to my parents was once I realized that they're, you know, like not like a, du- a judge in my life. Like they're there to help me, to give me good advice, um, and to help me through times. You know, they're not there to judge me or, you know, knock me down. Um, they are there to discipline me, but also to help me through things. Um, so is there. Any other just sound advice that you would want to give uh, parents? Um,
0: I would probably say, um, one, if you parent without uh, reading the Word of God, it will be much more difficult. Um, Reading the Word of God and living what the Word of God telling you what to do and what God's plan is for your life uh, doesn't make parenting easier. It just makes it better. It does, and you don't have to do it by yourself. I would say if you can send one red flag... um, that I see that is probably the most detrimental thing parents do um, is at a young age, when their kid's in sixth grade, seventh grade, they say the most poisonous thing, and it is, they look at their, you know, a, a mom will look at her daughter or son and say, hey, well, we're just not gonna tell your dad. Like, that, that does so much damage. Hey, we're just not gonna tell your dad, or hey, we're not gonna tell your mom, or whatever that is, and it just shows that, hey, it's okay to hide something from your parents. And where it could just be not a big deal, it's something very innocent, you know, in sixth or seventh grade, and it's just like, uh, you know, you're trying to be, learn how to be a, 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 someone that they can, you know, find confidence in and talk to. They need to understand that the husband and wife, that you, you, you guys are going to talk no matter what. So a conversation could be, hey, I'm glad you told me, let me be the one to tell your dad, or let me be the one to tell your mom, and then uh, you can come tell them in a little bit, or hey, I'm going to give you 24 hours, and you need to tell your dad this, or you need to tell your mom this, and if you don't, I will. You know, like, they need to know that you're on the same page, because what will happen is easy conversations like, oh man, I know you did that, but we just won't tell your dad right now, or we won't tell your mom. That... uh." sets a foundation that gets incredibly dangerous your your sophomore year of high school when all of a sudden you begin to drive because now that foundation is already set of I can do whatever I want to as long as people don't find out and uh, I guess that might be an interesting question to ask the students hey how many of you at a young age in middle school think it's easy to hide something from your parents You know, yeah maybe that'd absolutely be a good question.
1: well um, I mean I you know Thank you, Caleb, for coming on and, you know, just sharing with us, uh, you know, some good wisdom um, about, you know, parenting and how to handle uh, friendships and social media. Um, I think here in a second, uh, we're going to get some eighth graders up here or ninth graders up here. uh, And we're just going to ask them some questions, get some feedback. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to say?
0: No, I just love to know that our student team is praying for them, and uh, we if there's anything they need, they're more than welcome to come, and we will walk beside them and try to provide anything, anything they need.
1: For the next few minutes here, we're going to do a little segment with some of the eighth-grade students um, that go to Gardendale, and so I will pass it over to Caleb.
0: Yeah, so we were listening to what the parents had to say, and uh, a lot of that information came from, hey, we'd love to hear back from Uh, some middle school students and so we've taken students that you know we didn't go to Texas to get people in California we brought people that are from our area that go to middle school here and we're going to uh, ask them questions and so uh, I know some of them they don't want to get on and tell everybody who they are so we're going to kind of keep their identity secret but I can assure you everybody that is here is in middle school okay except for uh, Ryan and myself okay Uh, so Uh, we want to start out and we're going to do a show of hands and at the end of this i'm going to tell everybody that's listening how many people have their hands up Okay, so here we go. Uh, let's um on a scale of one to ten, one being the very easiest and ten being very difficult, how hard is it to hide a major issue from your parents? Okay, so you don't have to. So think about this. Uh, think of a number between one and ten. One being very easy, ten being very hard. Uh, how hard is it? How difficult is it to hide a major issue from your parents? Okay, so if you think your number is below, is five and below, raise your hand. Okay, so we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight middle school students here, seven out of the eight said it is below five. Uh, Anybody below three? Okay, Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six people below three said it is extremely difficult if you're going through a major issue to hide that from your parents, it's it's easy to do that. Let's see. Uh, uh, here we go. Is the LGBTQ agenda a major issue in sixth and seventh grade? Is the LGBTQ agenda a major issue in sixth and seventh grade? On raise, uh, raise your hands. How many of you agree that that is a true statement? Okay, so we have, again, we have eight, and we have, again, about seven and a half. I'm going to go with a half. Uh, seven and a half out of eight said that is a major issue in sixth and seventh grade. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, the next question is dating. Is it a big issue in sixth and seventh grade is, and what we mean by dating is, uh, relationship conversation. Does that, uh, is that a huge piece of your daily conversation? So how many of you believe that at dating is a big issue in conversation and whether people are doing that or not, uh, is dating a big issue in sixth and seventh grade? How many would say, yes, that's a big issue. Okay. So, I would say about one and a half out of eight says that's a huge issue. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, how many of you uh, were introduced to pornography before the end of seventh grade? So before the end of seventh grade, you were at least introduced to it. Okay, so out of eight people, six said uh very quickly they raised their hand um said before the end of seventh grade they were introduced to that and I would say on my end I mean I, it was seventh grade for me too so um uh, I would say the first week of seventh grade actually uh, okay uh I want to kind of hear back from a little bit a few of these guys uh, where were the most intentional conversations that you got to have with your parents like where were they were they in the car Were they going to a practice? Were they at a table? Were they at breakfast? Like, where were they? And was it always that same place? Was it something that, like, hey, every week we're going to talk? Or was it just, you know, out of left field? You know, next thing you know, you're talking and you're in the car, you're in the driveway. Where were those intentional conversations? Does anybody have a – yeah.
1: I would say in my living room.
0: Anybody else? Got one? Yeah.
1: Uh, I would say in the car.
0: Uh, okay. When you say the car, is it like a, like, is it like going somewhere or is it just like going to church or was it just like, just, is always in the car? Uh, going somewhere. Okay. On my parents' bed. Parents' bed. Okay. I think there's actually a lot of people that that's where their, their biggest conversations happen is like in their parents' room. They're just like, is that where y'all hang out a lot? It's like in the parents' room? Mm-hmm. Not really. It's just like that's, when you're in there, it's like, it's time to talk for real. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When you just have a question. Okay. Anybody else? Most intentional place people have conversations. Uh, okay. Uh, well. Uh, okay. So I would say uh, a lot of parents want to know like where do I have these conversations? I would say in the car is a, a big one. I think a lot of people have that. Uh, anybody at the dinner table? It, I'd say yeah. We have uh, one or two people that said like hey yeah the dinner table is big for us. How about breakfast? Nobody. <laughs> no one at breakfast uh anybody their most important conversations are usually on sunday like coming to church or leaving church or anything like that it's usually just where you want to eat okay um here we go last question is this the top middle school issues okay so this is conversations that we want to hear back from you what are the top middle school issues that probably should be talked about or addressed in the church or with the church
1: I would say, like the k- kids' thoughts become into actions before they really,
0: yeah, like yeah, they they s- have something in their brain, and they don't really know what to do with it, and then it becomes an action, and th- it's like uh it's the wrong, it's the wrong choice, or is that what you're talking about, okay, yeah, somebody else, there's no major issues.
1: Things like racism and discrimination, like, like homophobia, everything like that.
0: Yeah, I think that, too. I think that um, that is something where uh, parents just kind of, like, think, well, they'll have somebody else will talk to them about this or whatever. Like, I think that's a huge issue as well. Um, what else?
1: Uh,
0: popularity and jealousy. What do you mean by that? Uh, Like, people not knowing who they are, trying to figure out who they are and... So it's almost like the, like as a as somebody going into seventh grade, like what my status would be. Okay, yeah. Um, you got something? You got something? anybody else? Okay. Oh. I'm trying not to say anybody's name around here.
1: Friend groups and if they're like a bad friend group to not hang out with or a good one.
0: How to identify friends. Yeah, yeah. Um anybody else, maybe one more? You got one, Christian? (laughs) Sorry, buddy. Yeah, Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, Christian's not in here. I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay. All right. Well, uh, man, we appreciate uh, everybody. And uh, I'm going to throw it back here to Ron.
1: Yeah. So uh, thank y'all for joining us and listening uh, to the first podcast, um, which is The Leap. um, And we will be sending out two more podcasts. um, And y'all should definitely go check those out. Um, until next time have a great week we'll talk to y'all later